Now, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, on this day as we celebrate uh, the Feast of the Epiphany, I would like to meditate on the light of the Magi, the light of the Magi. And I'd like to begin with a very familiar conversation that we all know in St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 22. And that is the conversation between Christ and the scholar of the law. The man who comes up to Christ and poses the question, Master, what is the greatest of all the commandments? And our Lord Jesus Christ responded to him saying, the first of all the great commandments is that you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And by giving this to the man as the greatest of all the commandments, Jesus wants to remind each one of us, his followers, that our first and our most basic obligation is to worship and to adore God. That we all have the obligation to love God with all of our might, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, and everything that we have. There's a movement that has been developing in our nation. They call themselves uh, progressive Protestants. And they have different voices that try to articulate precisely what they stand for. And one of the leading voices in this new movement is a lady by the name of Diana Butler Bass. And Diana Butler Bass is famous, and if you've read some of her books or maybe uh, watched some of her interviews, but their premise is very simple. They say looking at the trends of modern-day Christianity, that we ought to be preparing ourselves for a nation in which the institutional church will no longer be relevant. And so they continue to appeal to what they call Christianity after religion. As a matter of fact, that was the title of her most recent book, Christianity After Religion. And in this new dispensation, they want us to prepare ourselves for a time when the institutional church will no longer exist, when we shall not have any liturgies, there will be no doctrines, no dogma. And it's important for us to understand the implication of this kind of a new religion, this new dispensation that this progressive Protestant group is anticipating. In today's Gospel, St. Matthew tells us about the journey of the Magi, how after seeing the star and hearing about the birth of the king, they came to him to worship and to adore him. And St. Matthew tells us that not only did they come to worship and to adore him, but they also brought with them all of their endowment. They brought their gifts to him which is a reminder to each one of us that indeed they understood that greatest of all the commandments, that our first and our most important obligation is to worship and to adore God. And it is within this context that we must understand the value and the role of the church. Because the church is there as an institution to remind us of the necessity always to worship God our doctrines and our liturgical formulas, our creedal profession, all those things are there to regulate our rhythm of worship. Because we must recognize, as Jesus tells us in that conversation, that our first obligation is to love God with everything that we have and everything that we are. And so when we listen to the voices of like, like that of Diana uh, Butler Bass, it is a reminder to each one of, of, of us that precisely 
they do not fully understand what it means to be human. They do not fully understand our human vocation and our human dignity. So many of you might know the story of uh, Elvis Presley, the so-called king of rock and roll. And for those of you who might be a little too young and might not know his story, Elvis Presley was born in Mississippi in 1935. At the age of 19, Elvis Presley signed his first record deal and was on his way to stardom. In 1977, Elvis Presley died. And when he was discovered, it was found out that he died from a cardiac arrest because of an overdose of drugs and narcotics. For those of you who know about Elvis Presley's life, you know how famous he became. He was a man who commanded wealth. He commanded attention. He commanded the attention of so many, especially women, who were vying for his attention. In every measure of success in our human, uh, in our human standard, Elvis Presley was extremely successful. Well, a few years ago, around the anniversary of his death, his brother offered an interview. And in that interview, his brother revealed some of the challenges that Elvis Presley had, especially at the time close to his death. That regardless of the attention, regardless of the fame, regardless of the wealth, regardless of the accomplishment that Elvis was able to portray externally, that deep down inside of him, it was a very lonely man. That he was very isolated and he had a life of emptiness. And his brother said every night before he went to bed, in order for him to fill that void in his life, he would sit on the keyboard and just play uh, church hymns and those who put him to sleep. That that was how he found meaning and purpose in life. And his brother said one of the times when Elvis Presley was at his best, the words that he meant more than anything else in his life was when he stood on stage and sang to the words, O Lord my God, how great thou art. It was at that time that he was at his best, that those were the words that truly expressed the cravings that he had in his heart. Because his story reminds each one of us that ultimately it is in adoration and worship of the living God that any one of us is able to find meaning and purpose. The Magi, by their journey, as we heard in today's gospel, remind each one of us that that command that Jesus gave us is of primary importance to each one of us. That our first and most important obligation is to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. And it is precisely by doing that that we are able to find meaning in this life. Diana Butler Bass and the progressive Protestants, they are trying to appeal to a kind of Christianity which they say is not only an elimination of the institutional church, but a Christianity in a sense which is based on experience. And when they talk about experience, they talk about a horizontal relationship an experience that is animated by charity, that obligation that we have to continue to love one another. But in trying to fulfill that obligation, there is no need for the vertical. There is no need for worship or adoration because the institutional church will no longer be necessary. 
and the liturgy will have no place in our lives. But I think the lives of people like Elvis Presley remind each one of us that there's always a need for worship and for adoration. And so my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we look at the example of the Magi in today's gospel, may each one of us also renew our commitment to the value and to the primacy of adoration. May we recognize a need in our own lives to continue to allow ourselves to be conformed and to be directed by this most basic obligation. I'd like to conclude with the words of a, a British a poet and a, a British songwriter, Francis Havergal. And Francis Havergal composed the hymn, Another Year is Dawning. And Francis Havergal says, Another year is dawning. Dear Father, let it be, on earth or else in heaven, may this be another year with thee. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we begin this new year, may we also make this another year with Christ. May we make it another year in which we continue to rediscover the value of the example entrusted to us by the Magi. Remember shortly after I came to St. Lawrence, someone came up to me and asked me the question, Father Henry, why do you sing, Oh, come, let us adore him during the elevation? And I said it's for a very simple reason, so that every one of us is able to make the connection between the God we adore and the God we receive. And if we are going to receive him in a meaningful way, it must begin by adoring him. It must begin by worshiping him. And when we're able to make that mental connection, then our reception of him becomes most meaningful and it becomes most reverential because we understand that our first obligation to him is to adore him. And so my dear friends, on this day, may we ask our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who gives himself to us so generously in the Holy Eucharist, to help us to be able to rediscover the value of adoration. And that every time we come before him, may we follow the example of the Magi. May we follow that command that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave us, to love God above everything, to love him with our heart, with our soul, with our mind, and with our strength. And every time we come into his presence, may we never forget our primary and our most basic obligation to worship and to adore the living God. To the praise and glory of Almighty God, with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.